0: I want to preach with an open altar this morning, if we can, because the whole word the Lord has given me was to stay or to learn how to engage, to learn to put ourselves in a position to open ourselves up to the work of Jesus in our lives, intentionally coming to him, And so as I walk through a few things this morning, if at any point you want to come forward and you want to kneel, please do. Please do. Because for Jesus to renew us, for his renewing work to take place, we have to come to him. One of the titles that I almost named my sermon this morning was, is Jesus waiting on us? Is Jesus waiting on us? Because in the gospels, wherever Jesus went, people flocked to him. They came to him. this morning, I want you to ask yourself that question, are you coming to Jesus? Oftentimes we have many excuses as to why we, do, we don't come to Jesus, like the, the men in Luke 9, when Jesus was calling us to, calling people to follow him, they said, yeah, well, I got to bury my dad, or I got to do this, or I have to do that. And Jesus said, no, I'm I'm asking you to follow me now. I'm asking you to respond to my call now. And not to engage excuses or the things that may distract us from just getting up and following him. And the hard word is when we have hard hearts and we choose to walk away, a hard truth that we see in the Gospels, Jesus doesn't come chasing after us. In Luke 6, when the crowds went away, they just went away. He didn't say, no, 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 no come back. They just left. As he gave them over to their hard hearts in John chapter 6. And he looked at his disciples who stuck around, who didn't leave. And he said, you're not going to leave too, are you? Another invitation, are you going to stay? I'm inviting you to stay. When Paul would write his letter to the churches, he would often begin with an elaborate reminder of who Jesus is, of what he has done for us, I'm gonna read this from the letter to the church at Colossae. The Son is in the image of the invisible God. This is a Jesus who calls you, friends. The Son is in the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things are created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Why do we need to remind ourselves of this? Because the verse is right following. Paul reminds these Christians of who Jesus is and And he goes right into, he says, once you were an alienated from God, you were enemies in your minds because of your behavior, but he's reconciled you to him himself. And verse 23 says, these things can be happening if you continue in the faith established and firm. And do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. The hope of renewal comes in our life if we continue firm in our faith, it's an active verb, not a passive. You can't passively continue. You can't passively follow Jesus. You can't passively identify yourself as belonging to him as a son or a daughter and expect your faith in life to be effective. The reality is when Jesus preached throughout the gospels, it was the faith that people expressed that invoked the work of God in their lives. I going to say it one more time. It was the people who came to him with faith that brought about the work of God in their life. Time and time again, it was because of your faith that has healed you. The centurion came up and Matthew 8 said, Lord, don't even come to my house. I'm not even worthy. You you have an authority just to say a word. And Jesus said, wow, this man's faith. In Mark chapter 6, it was the lack of faith that kept the work of God from happening in Jesus's hometown. The lack of faith in Mark six, five through six, it says he could do no mighty work there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them and he marveled because of their unbelief. He could not heal people because they had little faith. It's a forceful phrase, like it was preventing him from working. Faith invokes the work of God in our lives. The lack of faith pushes the work of God away. And this morning as we sit, as we dwell, um, I want to walk through this. I'm going to have more time for prayer. Can we do some more praying here in a few minutes? Is that okay with you guys? Okay. Um, thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. um, I'm going to walk through this passage in Revelation chapter 3, and then um, we're going to do some more praying. Jesus is inviting us to come to him. And my question for you this morning is, do you truly believe that he can renew you? And I mean like in the crazy, like supernatural kind of faith because we all live in America where it's just this materialistic world where we just don't see things from God's. We don't see the spiritual realities. We don't see often God's work in our life day by day because we just just see things. Our culture has just robbed us of just seeing life from God's perspective. And the question that hangs before us as we talk about renewal as a church is saying, do you actually believe? that Jesus can renew you, that he can heal you, and he can bring you to repentance and just a, a transformation from addiction and from depression and from things that you have felt enslaved to beyond count? Do you believe that he can actually deliver you from those things? That was his question time and time again with the people that came forward. Do you believe I can heal you? Your faith has made you well. Church, do you believe? Because I'm afraid that we can often, there's a church in Revelation, the church in the city of Laodicea, that they had kind of found a way to interact with Jesus, to be a church that was very ineffective. I'm gonna read this. This is Jesus writing this letter, speaking to John as he wrote this letter to the church in Laodicea. It says, these are the words, chapter three, beginning in verse 14 of Revelation. These are the words of the amen. You know what that word amen means? You might know. Let it be done. These are the words of the let it be done. All right? The faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation he says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, i about to spit you out of my mouth. Now we like hot showers, right? Jacuzzis, nice hot water, has a, has a useful purpose. Nothing like a nice cold cup of ice water after, you know, being outdoors in the summer. Those two things are great, but he likes a nice cup of lukewarm water or a lukewarm shower, right? Cooking spaghetti noodles in lukewarm water, like it just doesn't work. A lukewarm bottle of water on a hot day is not near as refreshing. It can actually be nauseating to you. And he's calling himself the true and faithful witness. What he's saying, saying, I- I'm I'm the witness, and I want to talk to you about your witness right now. That's what Jesus is saying. And your witness is lukewarm at best. It continues on. This is a church speaking, right? He says, "You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, I do not need a thing." But you do not realize, says Jesus, that you were wretched, that you were pitiful, that you were poor, that you were blind, that you were naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so that you become rich, and white clothes to wear, so that you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so that you can see. He's saying, You've been doing business in all the wrong places. I need you to begin doing business with me. You've been purchasing things thinking that's going to be where your salvation is, but you have been purchasing nothing from me. Buy for me gold, buy my treasures. By my riches in which there is infinite depths of wisdom. His treasure is pure. Then you'll know what it means to be truly rich. By clothing for me, let the blood of the cross which covers your sin cover your shame. And let me open your eyes that you can see me. He closes, he says in this part, he says... To those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. He's saying these things because he loves them, and he's saying, So be earnest and repent. Turn from your ways. Do it 180. He says, Here I am. want you to, this is the, as we enter into a prayer here in a few minutes. He says, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. The one who conquers, I will sit with me on my throne. I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with the father on his throne. He was standing and knocking, but here's the thing, friends. He wasn't kicking the door down. He was knocking, but he wasn't kicking the door down. He was saying, I need you to open it. I need you to hear my knocking, but I need you to open it. I need your heart to turn towards me, that if you realize your lukewarmness, that you're going to get up, you're going to open the door because I am knocking. There's a lot of things knocking on all the many doors of our hearts that's been drowning out his knocking. He's saying, But I'm here. All you need to do is open this door, that's it. I think so many of us can do, I don't know how long, many of you have been walking with Jesus for longer than i have been alive and some people are young in their faith. And I know this, but the, in our over, in our age of just the, the massive amounts of information, we know so much friends about, you know, what it means to follow Jesus. I could talk to so many of you, you could just spout out all the right things, yes. But the question is like, do you actually know though like if I, if, if I dug down and said, tell me the sweet words of Jesus that he has spoken to you this week. Tell me of the sweetness of his presence that, you, that carries with you throughout. Tell me what has happened when you've opened that door. Like, do you know? Not do you know, do you know? Amen. That's where renewal happens, friends. Not by stuffing our heads with knowledge of knowing how to follow Jesus but opening up that door that he is knocking on in our hearts where he says, I want you to live in this. I want this to be yours, I want this to transform you. The coming to Christ is always carried with it an invitation, always an invitation. Even when he showed up to Paul and knocked him off of his horse, he still said, I need you to get up and go to the city. I need you to choose to go to the city. He never imposes himself on this, but he sure does knock because he's with us. And so what I want to do um, for a few minutes today is here's, here's how this works. For the next six months, I don't know how long, it's gonna be a while, we're, talking, we're gonna be talking about um, various Christian practices that historically, have been known as things like the, the spiritual disciplines. I'm gonna be talking about it not so much as spiritual disciplines, but as the ways, won't you hear me? The ways in which we, by intention, are opening our lives up to Jesus. That by intention we are, we are putting ourselves in a place that he may speak to us and transform us. Because that's what those things really are: prayer, fasting, giving, generosity, all these kind of things. They're putting that's putting you in a position to say, "Lord, let me hear from you." Lord, have more of me. Lord, let me be guided by you. Open up to me the understanding and knowledge of your will in my life. And that's when things become they start moving from head knowledge to heart knowledge. And one thing I've been very convicted about is. You know, having our Sunday services, not giving space for that as well. Giving space to listen here. Right? Because there's a lot of words spoken, but are we even receiving Jesus here? So um, it's 5 to 11. What I want to do right now is return to a spirit of prayer. Um some people already came forward I'm not going to actually ask you to come forward but if just hearing uh, these words of revelation if, if, if you're sitting here and you're saying I know he's been knocking but I haven't opened like if that's you would you be so bold to raise your hand so we can send people to pray over you see some hand raised over here. I just want to ask if, if somebody's close to you is raising their hand right now, could you go pray for them? I have a hand right here. There's so a hand in the back here. It's a hand up front. Could you just go and pray for them? And I want to also ask if there's anybody that has been struggling physically, mentioned earlier the need of, of healing, spiritual healing, emotional healing, physical healing. Would you be so bold to also raise your hand if that is you? We have some hands over here. We have some people, pray. Denise over here and Joe in the back. Somebody raising their hand over there. Feel free just to get up and go pray for these. You know, have a hand over here in the back. those that are sitting in their pew, the question I want the Spirit to be asking you is, what parts in your life and in your heart has Jesus been knocking on the door for a very long time that you have just resisted and kept him out? that you know that there's a transformation that could be taking place in your life in the spirit, but you have resisted it. I just pray for a spirit of repentance in this room, of just sorrow for hard-heartedness. Because as Lord in your words, you spoke of a soft heart that you would give us in Ezekiel 36. She would exchange a, a heart of stone for a soft fleshly heart. Lord, if there's any hearts of stone in this room this morning, would you knock away that stone, Lord? to Jesus this morning come to him this morning I'm going to call the the worship team, if they could come back forward, as we're just going to kind of ebb and flow this morning a little bit. Um, It is Communion Sunday, and I would like to guide us through communion simultaneously, just reopening up the front here. there's no better time to take communion right now and you can do it on your own if, if you're busy praying because we remember the death of Jesus because he's still alive, he's active we anticipate his action in our life and we invite his work in our life If he, could, if he could remove your, your communion cup this morning and throughout I'm just going to keep pointing us back to that revelation scripture behold I stand at the door and knock I'm just going to keep repeating myself is, is there a closed door to Jesus in your heart and even as we take communion and remember his bloody death on our behalf his body broken for us his blood shed for us that the power of his death We'll just break down those walls this morning. As we take the wafer, which is just a reminder of his death broken for us. I always like to break that before I take it just in memory of his broken body for us. In First Corinthians 11, it says, I received from the Lord what I delivered to you That the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Can you please take that this morning? In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup is a new covenant, and my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Jesus, we proclaim your death this morning as we take this juice. Please take When Jesus ministered, it was the people who came to him. It was the people with faith that invoked and opened up the work of God in their life. So that's my servant. And he's knocking, he's inviting that faith to be yours this morning. And so we're going to sing some songs um, and just keep a spirit of prayer kind of moving using the scriptures that we just spoke to be kind of the conduit of just God's work in our hearts this morning. And this is gonna be open again for you to come and just pray, for you to come and kneel. And um, yeah, Jesus, I just, I pray for the sweetness of the presence of your spirit here this morning, Lord. We're not, we're... Lord, there's, just, there's hearts that you want to change this morning in this room. I just know there's, there's just still people resisting you. They're still kicking against your goats. Lord, we want to give you all of ourselves, all of us, Jesus. We want to pick up that cross daily, Lord, and come after you. Holy Spirit, please, please soften hearts in this room, Lord. Soften hearts in this room, Lord. May that knocking on our hearts just so loud, Lord. May repentance of sin just sweep us this morning. May a a, a joy in the Spirit just take hold of our hearts, Lord. May there be just a step of faith this morning. Some, somebody perhaps for the very first time in this room to entrust themselves over to you, Jesus. But some just to do it all over again, right? Just to say, Lord, I know that I am yours, but I, I, I need to just give you all of myself. I, I need to, to let you in more than I have. Spirit, would you confirm yourself as we with faith ask you to come through your work in our hearts, Lord. Holy Spirit, come into this room as we seek and pray, Lord. Amen. If you need to come forward and kneel, please, we'll be ready to pray.
1: I know how I ought to be alive to you and dead to me. Oh, what can be done for an old heart? like mine, soften it up with oil and wine, the oil is you, your spirit of love, please wash me and
0: As the worship team continues, just some of you need to come up this morning just to bear all before God, and I just continually invite you to come. He's still knocking. He's still inviting to come to him this morning.
1: And renew a right spirit a right spirit within me cast me not
0: cast
1: me not
0: Those who trust in Yahweh are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. And hear this, friends. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. The Lord is surrounding you in this room. We're gonna keep uh, just having some worship songs and just to to say it once more from the scriptures. He's knocking; he will continue to knock. So let him continue to do his work in your heart this morning. We're gonna keep singing. If if you need to, you know, leave you can, but um, we're gonna keep praying here. So. And again, the altar is open for those who have to come and kneel and pray. Please come forward.